As a young fellow growing up in the country on the farm, many a times I had the radio blasting. And one of the country western songs that I'd love to sing to, remember the exact full name of it, but it was Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Some of you may remember that song and even the author. And as I reflect back on my life, I realize that when I sang that song, there was something deeply stirring within me. I longed to be fulfilled, to be satisfied. But as I look back on life, I can see more clearly now than before how often I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Of course, that particular song has its own particular intent of what it meant by looking for love. But the love that I'm referring to is the love that comes that fulfills the heart. As human beings, we often struggle trying to figure out how we can be happy, what's going to be fulfilling. And perhaps you, like me, have tried many ways in the natural life to find love, to find happiness, to find the pleasures that we think will satisfy the heart. But I have learned much, and I suspect have much yet to learn. But one thing I've learned is that so often in my life I try to fulfill the desires of my heart with the things of nature, the things that would bring pleasure to me personally, to my ego, to my flesh, my will, all the things that we think are going to, if I just had this, I'd be happy. And of course, we can have just this for a while, and we realize there's something deeper I'm looking for. I remember that especially in many ways, but one was after college, when I was working before going back to the seminary, had my own house, had the company car, I had my leather jacket and my leather gloves to match, and I thought I had everything that was going to make me happy, but I still wanted more. And the more I tried to fulfill on the outside, the more interiorly restless I became. I was searching for love, the pleasures of this world, in all the wrong ways. Not to say that there's anything illegitimate about having a company car and having my own house and all the beautiful things that I was blessed to receive on the natural level, but all of those were to serve for something that would satisfy my heart. But what is that one thing? There's only one thing that satisfies every single one of our hearts. Regardless of our age, regardless of male or female, our ethnicity, our vocations, our occupations, there's only one thing that will satisfy the human heart. If you're looking for love, you will be like the Magi who actively sought to meet the King, the King of happiness of the heart, Jesus. What we know about these magi, as we heard in our Gospels, they came from the East. They were known to be educated men, often wise by way of astrology, and they knew the Scripture. They were of a priestly class, as best we know, so they were seeking God, and they came with their gifts to meet the King. But there was someone else who wanted to seek the King, 
but for a very different reason, to destroy that king out of fear for losing his own kingdom, and that was Herod. Herod, you see, was so fearful that somebody else was going to come and overrule, which is often common. When we're clinging to something on the natural level, we cling so hard to it, and sometimes we do very unreasonable things because we want to define what love is. And that can turn into a very unhealthy cycle. It's that turning outwardly like the Magi to realize that there was a Savior that was going to be born, that he would be born in Bethlehem. He would be the King of all the kings and Lord of all the earth, which he is. But only a certain percent are actively seeking the Lord going out of their way to find Jesus. And so inspired by two wonderful witnesses, now saints in the 17th century, one was St. John Vianney, who eventually would become a very, very holy priest. He was sent to a small town of Ars, France, in the late 1700s, and he was told that he was sent there because there was not much love in Ars. People were busy about the many things of the world. There was a lot of indifference to God and to faith. People were so into all the pleasures of the time and their own work that there was a negligence of actively seeking the King of Kings, the Lord. And he went there and he consecrated those dear souls to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, begging God before the Blessed Sacrament that they would just come to know love and experience love. And once we experience the love that our heart longs for, we can't get enough of it. He was consumed in love for zeal of the souls, so much so that even the people in his parish and people from around different parts of that area of France and far beyond would come seeking him out because they knew that he had what they wanted. They wanted to know love. My favorite story, one of my favorite stories about St. John Vianney was a peasant that would sit near the front of the church when the church was empty and he would be staring at the Blessed Sacrament. And St. John Vianney said to him, why do you just keep looking at the Blessed Sacrament? He says, I look at Jesus, and Jesus looks at me. The loving gaze of love. How many times do we pass by a church, a Catholic church, myself included, without taking just a few moments to stop and to visit Jesus for a blessed sacrament chapel Jesus longs to fill us with his love, but we must seek him out. We must go to the depths of our hearts and say, God, show me love. Help me receive love. I was recently given a book, also a saint from that same time period. Just discovered him. 
In his first assignment, he was sent to a small town, and he had all these wonderful dreams about people attending Mass and how wonderful it would be to have the kids greet him when he comes. And he got there, and it was not the case. They had not known love. And when he came in the church, he went first before the tabernacle to be with Jesus, and he had a beautiful and profound grace. But it came in a way of great sadness because the tabernacle was covered with dust and cobwebs. And as he looked, he experienced the sorrowful heart of Jesus, longing for people to receive love. But people were not coming. How inspired I've been by you good people of God who are coming to Mass. How inspired I am by those who, with underlying conditions because of COVID, can't get to Mass, but are watching TV Mass. Not just in our state, not just in our country. And how inspired I am by the letters that I've received from around the world. Africa, Asia, Hawaii, India, England, and more. Hearts that are seeking Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for seeking Jesus. We heard in our readings today, in that first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. The glory of the Lord radiates from the tabernacle in every church, every adoration chapel, longing to love you and me. And inspired by St. John Vianney and St. Garcia from Spain, the example that I just gave, there was a throbbing in my heart, and it reminded me of the throbbing that Isaiah speaks of in this reading. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow. Once you find love, you cannot get enough of it. And we receive more and more and more blessings upon blessings, which puts perspective on everything else in life, everything. My brothers and sisters, thank you for seeking Jesus. May your hearts receive all that the Lord has for you and his personal love for you, regardless upon how you look at yourself or anyone else judges you. God loves you intently and perfectly for who you are. He has made you uniquely your own, uniquely for divine love. I invite you to join me in seeking Jesus, Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament, and watch everything else in our lives turn into radiant joy because we were looking for love in the right place. <laughs>